Welcome back to Court is in Session, your go-to spot for NBA basketball in the bubble, outside the bubble, all around the NBA, presented by Capson Sports. I'm Anthony. I'm joined oh, alongside Nick. Nick, how you doing? You know, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. This basketball, this good. bubble season has been very good basketball. It's been a lot of offense. It's been it's been really good basketball. A lot of offense. We're getting into the playoffs now, so let's see if guys, uh, you know, start ramping up on the uh, on the defensive end of the floor. But uh, let's get in some news and notes. And I'd I'd be I'd be wrong if I didn't start with uh, with Dame, who I have in my notes here as a man on fire. Right? He is absolutely on fire in the bubble. I just want to point out. At our first podcast, we did buy and sell. We bought a team. We bought a player. I bought a player. I bought Damian Lillard. And this is the reason. First Blazers player to go back-to-back 50-point games. He dropped 61 points last night. The guy is scorching hot. He's on fire. He's absolutely on he fire. He said on that interview yesterday after the game, well, I didn't come to, to go home or, or – I uh, quote – I packed for the entire three months. Dude, the guy's a beast. The guy's a beast. I mean, three-point range. So let me, let, me, let, me, let me read you his stats here. 37 – this is all in the bubble. 37 mm-hmm. points per game. 9.3 assists per game. 4.4 rebounds per game. A steal what's he, what's he, per game. Yeah, what's he shooting from three? I want to know what he's shooting 48% from the floor. 41% from three. 89% from the free throw line and i read a stat today that i'm pretty sure said that he was 97 percent after he missed those two free throws against the clippers it's just been absolutely crazy and, and the pair pretty much started after that clippers game after pg yeah. and were going at him well it really it really put him he was obviously i mean i just read the stats like obviously he's been on fire in the bubble but when you get clowned like that by like by pat bev and paul george after what Dame has done specifically to Paul George in the past, but he's knocked, and he said it too, he's knocked both those dudes out of the playoffs. So he just, you know, he was getting clowned. He didn't like it. He responded. And now he's, Listen, now he's popping off. Now everybody's on his, now everybody's on his. I know, game. I know we, on one of our, one of our caps on, probably our last caps on podcast that we did with you, me and Stick, uh, we tried to name our top five NBA players and top 10 NBA players. Mm-hmm. And I tried to, Listen, I threw Damian Lillard in there, and I was getting backlash about he's got to be. You know, I'll I'll crow here. I gave you I gave you a lot of backlash because I said I would rather I said I would rather Chris Paul than Dame Lillard. Um, I don't know Chris if Paul, that, yes, as a team player, but to win a win a basketball game, right? In that I don't know quarter, if I want Dame Lillard. I don't want Chris Paul just because Chris Paul Chris Paul makes the team bad. Right. If I want to if I want to win if I want to win a game, I'll probably get I'll, I'll probably take Dame and. Hope he gets hot. If I want to win an entire, you know, seven game series, maybe I'll take, you know, maybe I'll take Chris Paul. The thing, but the thing with Dame is, Dame gets hot in the fourth quarter. Whether he's go, he'll be ice cold going into the fourth quarter, and then that's it. That's it. He he, he just gets hot. He'll take those threes. Um, he knows how to draw the. He knows how to draw the fouls from the three point line too. He's always gonna. Ball. He's always going to get a bucket. Like he. He can pull up from the logo, like it's like mm-hmm. nickname Logo Lillard, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. he can pull up from the logo, but he can make it from the logo, right? Mm-hmm. 
And if that's not fallen, regular three-point might. If that's not fallen, he can get to the rim at will, right? Like, he's, he is a, like a, a phenomenal basketball player. Listen, he's in general, here. He's trying to get general, his, that team, I, I think that, that Portland Trailblazer team is, is going to give – I think they're going to make the eighth seed. Well, they have to beat the Nets tomorrow at 9 p.m. Okay. So, that's, so they have to beat the Nets. The Nets are 5-2 and two in the bubble, mind you. I'm just I'm just stating facts here. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not swinging right. one way or another. I'm just letting you know the Nets are five and two in the bubble. Okay, and what are the Bucks? The Bucks in the, the Bucks bubble. Are like, the Bucks are like two and four in the bubble. Three and yeah, three. It's okay. three. Yeah, and so so I mean we can talk records, but good teams are good teams. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just I'm just stating facts. I'm just letting you know the Nets are five and two. Listen, I'm just saying that <laughs> when when playoff when the playoffs come in, it's going to be Lakers again. When it's Lakers, it's going to be Lakers. Portland, well, it's been a playoff game. It's been a playoff game for them for the for seven games, right? Um, where they had they basically had to win almost every single game to get a spot, and we'll get into different scenarios later. We have a a, a, a bit in between here, but well, the East is set. The West is the yeah. The East is set. The West is still the West. There's still some some shakiness going here. But Dame Lillard called the game against the Nets the most important game of their lives, and I can already tell you as a Nets fan, it's not going to be Dame going for sixty. It's going to be Melo going for forty, and we're going to lose, and they're going to get in the playoffs. I'm, think, I'm telling you, you that right Melo's now. going to go for forty. Yeah, Melo kills this. Melo kills the Nets Listen, because the dude, Nets I, the Nets have the philosophy of like if you're going to take the mid range, like go for it, and Melo's just going to get in that mid range spot. He's going to put whoever they throw at him in the post and he's going to hit a turnaround in their face and then they're going to start respecting it. It's going to leave someone else open. Right. But Listen, no, I, Dave, I, I Dave's think... not, Dave might go for 25, 30. Uh, I mean, he's not going to, they're not going to lose that game. I don't think he's good. CJ is often playing pretty well. I mean, overall, you know, Nurk has come back from his injury really well. Um, he's playing mm-hmm. really well. Their bench, Gary Trent Jr. is playing out of his mind. Um, I've just been really impressed. Gary Trent Jr. Is, is in conversation for probably like, I know it's like I know they're saying they're they're doing like bubble teams, right? And yeah. it's kind of been played as like a joke, but the NBA is pretty serious about it. Gary Trent is probably in that consideration. Like Gary Trent has been like not in the not like you know top five player in the bubble, but he's been like he's been a pleasant surprise. Like he'll come in, lock down your best wing when they really don't have a dude that can, you know. Did, did they you don't, watch? They, they don't the, have wings. Did, did you watch that Portland uh, Mavericks game yesterday? I watched the Portland Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks mm-hmm. game yesterday, and it, it was yeah. a great game. I mean, the Mavericks are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Maybe not this playoffs, maybe next year when they get a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little more experience. But I mean, that that game had a playoff feel yesterday. I mean, yeah. in the last two minutes. Well, they're they're going quarter. down. They're going down to the wire, hitting shots, hitting shots. Like Luca's hitting shots. Porzingis is hitting shots. Maxi Kleba was is is was a man on a mission. Um, the West is and then there was obviously, and then there's obviously right. Dame. Well, keep going on with the West. What we got next on our news? The next we got. So I have I have Dame man on fire. Next point, Suns made a fire. Well, I mean they are the Suns. It is. Yep. Made a, yep. Okay. Glad. <laughs> glad we got that out of the way. Made a good laugh when I was typing it up. But they are seven and zero oh in the bubble, right? How? Well. It's been How? it's been it's been a solid combination of getting contributions, high level contributions from Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, right? Those dudes. I'm not gonna have lie to you, up. I I haven't paid any attention to the Suns except for right. Them. I didn't realize that they. I mean, we did the podcast last 
they were 5-0, and oh, and we didn't mention them as most impressive team in the bubble. So I'm going to say now that I rescind that statement. Yes. And they are now the most impressive team in the bubble to me. I, I, uh, at 7-0. I mean, oh. But it's it, like I was saying, it's been a combination of getting major contributions from, from their guys, from, from, uh, from Rubio, from Booker, from, from Aiton specifically, um, and a combination of teams resting their guys against them. But, like, you're 7-0 is 7-0. Like, I'm not going to nitpick, like, oh, this dude and this dude didn't play. Like, they're playing for it. You know, the dudes that Devin, you put on the Devin court. Devin Booker, dude. Devin Booker is ice cold, He's bro. good. He's, he's on he's, fire. He's really good at basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep talking, and I keep seeing the video resurface of him. What in the gym? Not was it last summer? The summer before, yelling for getting oh, was doubles. This, it was this past summer where he's in the gym and he's going, "We're going to double and open runs." And the guy's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I word." And he's just like, "That is that the video but you're?" It, uh, that's that's yeah, the video you're yeah, referencing. It, it, it's just, I'm just real impressed, um, just by what Dev, it, it's. It's weird, and I know we've talked about, and I know everyone talks about how this bubble life or this bubble season, mm-hmm. you know, is so much different than the regular NBA season. It's just, it's, I mean, it's still surprising to see the Suns seven and zero. They're beating good teams. You know, they beat the Clippers. Um, they beat the Sixers. I mean, Sixers most disappointing team. They lose Ben Simmons and stuff like that. I mean, obviously that's a big hit, but still they're beating the they're beating the Sixers. Like they're beating right. top teams, and you know, not. They were nine and a half point favorites going into that game against the Sixers. I mean, yep. they covered. I think that. I think they covered that game, which is crazy. Yep. I mean, the, the Suns. They should be the most surprising team. Devin Booker is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's pretty much just been him and Damian Lillard going off. Him and yeah, him, yeah. Damian Lillard and James Harden have just kind of been popping off on the East. Everybody else yep. has kind of been quiet. Um, Suns get a lot of credit for me, and uh, I know recently. Uh, it's been all over social media, so, uh, sports center, uh, Bleacher Report about how the Suns did that intro with mm-hmm. uh, all their family member, family members. That was great. That yep. was like, it was so wholesome. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that the NBA is starting to bring people. Uh, you know, they they just said they're going to bring let visitors come in, which is great. Yeah, uh, but seeing those intros uh, is probably so good. It's so it's it probably it so nice for those guys to see. And you know, it, it kind of reinforces like it, it's little things like that that I feel like maybe not star players latch to necessarily, but some dudes around the league, like that probably resonates with them. Right. I think, like, for, I think for, I think it's gotta be for everybody. I mean, not seeing anybody in your family and your friend group, anything like that, you know, for a month at a time is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, like not being able to dap up your boys yeah, you know, and, and like, you know, they have families, people have kids and, and mm-hmm. stuff not to see them. And uh, to get surprised yeah. like that is really something special. And you mm-hmm. saw the reaction that everybody on the Suns had. And everyone right. around the league was having, you know, LeBron. and Everyone and loved it. Every, everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. It's great. It's so wholesome. And, you know, I'm real, I'm real proud of the Suns for not only going 7-0, but taking that extra step. In, yeah. In those, uh, I, hope they, I hope they make the playoffs. Because, like, I want to – like – I want to see a different matchup, right? Like, I mm-hmm. want to see different teams in there, right? Like, are they going to mm-hmm. roll up to – I was going to say roll up to L.A., but are they going to roll up to the field house in Orlando <laughs> and play L.A.? Are they going to get swamped? Yeah. But Probably. it's something different. We get to see Devin yeah. Booker in meaningful basketball games. Like, where 
you know, we've we I mean, we've seen we've seen Dame and we've seen CJ and we've seen the the the, the Trailblazers, right? And I want them in the playoffs too. And it just kind of stinks that the West is so like up there, stacked. Yeah. But it's it's definitely um it's definitely an intriguing matchup if they if they get in. But um, listen, I want to see the Suns on national television because yeah. they haven't been on national TV all, all season. And if they all, don't, all, all if all they don't make the playoffs, they have some they have some very interesting pieces there. Like DeAndre Ayton, like obviously you can look at it and be like, man, they should have took Luca. And, and I don't think anybody in in the the greater basketball realm is going to say no. You take DeAndre Ayton. Like seeing what Luca does and him being a near MVP candidate. Like you you take Luca probably like hundred times out of a hundred. But that's uh, not to say that Ayton isn't a good player in it in in itself. Like he's he's drastically improved um, from his time from his one year in Arizona to his year last year in, in Phoenix and into this year. He's gotten better. Yeah. You know, and they have they have Devin Booker who is you know now with Ricky Rubio, his Booker's role now is to just, you know, be less of a facilitator and more of a, and more of a score, right? Ricky Rubio can get the ball to anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. It's interesting mm-hmm. to see how that team can kind of play. They kind of have to, I mean, they have to play through Booker. Who else are you going to play through? You can't, mm-hmm. you can't really play through. I mean, Rubio can handle the ball going down, down the court and mm-hmm. sure they have Michael Bridges and, and uh, uh, I mean, Dragon Bender, whatever they've all yeah. role players, but again, they don't have Dragon Bender anymore. Dragon Bender hasn't been on that team in like three years. <laughs> <laughs> they do have Cam Johnson, though. Cam Johnson, who was drafted 12th, 11th this year, yeah, and everyone was kind of like, why? Yeah, but he, you know, what he does, he makes shots. And you know, if you're gonna have a dude, if you're gonna have a dude that you pick 11, at least he can score, you know what I mean? At least he can shoot the three. If that's all he brings to the table, which it's not, like that's that's a good starting spot, you know? Yeah, I guess the Suns are doing better probably because it's not that home ball, you mm-hmm. know, it's not that home court that away. Yeah, less kind of less pressure, less distractions. Yeah, yeah. No, and Bridges, they, Bridges lost everybody's best. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say, you know, about how going into this bubble season, it was pretty much all about seeing how role players are going to perform because, you know, role players usually play better at home than they do away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is neutral site. So it's interesting to see how, I mean, Suns are full of role players at this point. It's interesting right. to see that they're playing well. They're all, they're all getting along together. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, like you said before, they, they should absolutely be the most surprising team of the, uh, the NBA I feel in like this last I've... game. I mean, going 8-0 in, in seeding games, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that's one of the closer knit teams in the league in the first place. Like they call themselves the Valley boys Uh right? with Kelly Oubre and all that. But like now being together, like now you really see that that's kind of like, you know, I I think it's paying off, but um, I I think that's enough on the stuns. Let's get into some uh, scenarios here. So I'm going to read through last couple games here. We got Portland against Brooklyn, which we already discussed. We yeah. have Memphis, who plays Milwaukee without Giannis, because Giannis decided that he wants to, you know, give the old headbutt to Mo Wagner. Okay. Um, All right. I, listen, can we stay on that for a second? Because you know how much Mo Wagner. I, I if that was beef any with, beef with Mo Wagner. No, I got beef with with, with Giannis in the league. Okay. Okay. If that's right. anybody else in the league, you think they get more than a one game suspension for a headbutt? No, I think they. I think they get a one game suspension. Really? Yeah, I think they get one game. I don't really? think they get. I don't think they get more. Yeah. You know, I just have such a hard time believing 
um, that it would be any different. I mean, that, that, it, that, it, that it would, there's no way. You know, I don't think maybe if it was a repeat offender, maybe if it was like Draymond, you know, doing it, maybe he gets an extra game just because he's like a repeat offender. But yeah, like Giannis doesn't do any. Like Giannis gets in like tussles here and there, but he, I, I mean, he's listen. But, my, he got in a brawl. He got in a little mini brawl with the Nets. He didn't headbutt Dante Hall, you know. You know my my, my thing about the whole league and, and Giannis is, is I think the league is all on Giannis. I think they want to protect side. Giannis. Like that's that's understandable, you know, protect it your is, stars. But, but at the same time, it's like come on. I mean, be, being, I guess, um, being a fan of an Eastern contender and seeing all that mm-hmm. stuff, I guess it seems yeah. a little bit more, it's kind of more like, come on, like, you're really not going to get, I mean, obviously, was I expecting him to be suspended going to the playoffs? Mm-hmm. No. I don't like, even think he, I don't even think the intention was to be like, you know, WE style, bang, headbutt, you know what I mean? I think he wanted to go like, you know, like Rhinoceros is going to, you know, play yeah. I think he was going for that, and I think Mo Wagner was like, "Oh crap!" He kind of sold it a little bit. Yeah. Dude's head, I'm gonna just fall off. You know what I mean? And that's fine. That's yeah. exa- I mean, that's what you should do in that situation. If you know Mo Wagner doesn't want a suspension in his meaning season, so you know it is what I, it I'm is. Just, but, I'm uh, just, I'm yeah, just over the whole Giannis and the the whole Giannis Bucks thing and and mm-hmm. how the league loves him. I'm over it. I, I, you know, it's going to happen in the playoffs again where he's going to get all these fouls and no one's going to call it against him because he's seven feet. And how do you call it against the best, one of the best players, you know, arguably the best player in the league? How are you going to call a foul against him? The league doesn't want this to happen. So that's my stance. And it's just pisses me okay. Off. So Milwaukee, so uh, Memphis plays Milwaukee, 10 seed mm-hmm. Phoenix plays Dallas, and San Antonio plays Utah, right? San Antonio. So, have you watched San Antonio play their basketball? DeMar yeah, they're DeMar playing their they're playing they're their playing young great. guys. They're, they're playing, playing their great young. basketball, and and it's it, it and it's not surprise. I mean, it's surprising because they were very disappointing this year. But at the same time, Greg Popovich is such an outstanding coach, and what he does with this with this team, which is mm-hmm. completely unlike any other team he's ever coached. You know, he doesn't have. This is the first time he doesn't have Manu, Tony Parker, or or, mm-hmm. or, or uh, Tim Duncan, and, and this team is still over. I mean, they weren't overperforming this year, but now you see how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're playing their young guys, and their problem, their problem, it, it maybe it's not a problem. It's a problem of like, you know, it's a problem of riches, I suppose. They have Dejounte Murray, Baller. Derek White, Baller, Keldon Johnson, who they have just pulled up from the G League and have been giving him like steady rotation minutes. And he's, I think he had like 23 the other day. So he can score at the very least. He's been a solid player in the G League. They also have Lonnie Walker and that's four dudes, four Lonnie guards. Lonnie Walker is going to be a stud. I love, I loved Lonnie Walker coming out of Miami. I, I think he was, I think he was one of the more pro ready dudes in that draft and mm-hmm. you know, typical San Antonio, right? Draft pro ready guy and then have him sit down and make him more pro ready. Like that's understandable. Like I can't knock, I, I can't knock what the Spurs do because it's the Spurs. Right. And they've done it for so long. They um, know what it is. Yeah. They know exactly where they have, who they have to mm-hmm. draft, what position he can fill. Right. I mean, Lonnie Walker's athleticism is off the charts. We've seen him make those dunks before. Spurs, right. He went viral, what, a season or two ago when he had that dunk and everybody on the bench and the opposing bench is like this. And he, yeah. He's, he's this far above the rim. Yeah. And he's just like giving a little full of jelly. Mm-hmm. You know? it's and crazy. they also have – and that's without mentioning DeMar DeRozan too. So they have five guards and two spots to play them, right? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward with those, with those five guys. I would think DeRozan is the odd man out, right? 
It's um, tough because I feel like he's the rock that that offense needs that can play solid defense. Well, he's so the he's proven a, dude, right? He's, if not, you, he's if, not a shooter, but you could give him the ball in the post. You want him to shoot that mid-range. He can handle the yeah, ball. Yeah, you want him to shoot the mid-range. He's not going to make, make that three, but mm-hmm. the way well, the if you need, work if is you need post a, defense. If you need a bucket, you're gonna you're gonna give it to 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 um, DeRozan, yeah, to DeRozan, right? So he's he's a free agent after the 2021. So actually, I lied. He's got a player option mm-hmm. for 2021, 27 million. I would think he opts into that because oh, I don't think absolutely. anybody's gonna give him more than 27 million. So he opts yeah. into that, and that's fine, right? Because then you got you know five five rotation guards there. But um, back to the scenario. So Portland wins. So Portland gets the eighth seed if they beat Brooklyn. Okay. Or if Portland goes 0 and 1, so if, if okay, Portland, so okay, if so they win. Portland okay, wins are in. Wins are, so if Portland win, wins are win and you're in, right? Win the eight Portland, seed, okay. you're in. They get the eight seed if they lose, but Memphis also has to lose. So does San Antonio and so does Phoenix, right? But they can also get the ninth seed and then they can have the play in game where they have to win five against the eight seed. They have to, so if Portland loses, they have. Memphis and Phoenix need to lose, and San Antonio needs to lose as well. It's or, crazy. I, you talk about yeah. these scenarios, and it kind of seems like it's you know, it's like those football scenarios in the NFL with those you yeah. know those last, that last week where it's like, mm-hmm. like what was it? Baltimore one year needed three teams to lose, or was it Pittsburgh needed three teams to lose one one you know one week, and they all mm-hmm. lost. You see the the, the, the locker rooms are crazy. It's, it's got that that crazy playoff hype, and I think. I don't know who I was. I don't know if it was the TNT crew or if it was ESPN I was watching, but or maybe it was ESPN. It was it was Jeff Van Gundy was talking about how he hates the fact that they have a playing game, but at the same time, this playing game is just giving so much hype. Like I want to watch it playing. Yeah, I want to watch it too. Well, you remember a couple of years ago? Maybe it was maybe it was three years ago, and it was the eight seed um, Timberwolves had uh the 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 timberwolves and the nuggets three years Mm -hmm. ago i think had the same record playing for the eight seed and they took it to a game 83 basically since they had the same record all the tiebreakers were uh even and that was a good game that was one of the most watched games of the season because it's like who is you know who's going to get this eight seed like obviously competitive basketball game everyone wants it but i don't know if we'd seen a situation and it's different obviously because of the bubble that four teams can get Four teams are vying for two spots. Crazy. And all of them have a legitimate shot at, at getting eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and I think this was proposed, they should have had a little mini tournament where the seventh seed plays the ninth seed, or the seventh seed, seventh seed would play the ten seed, and the eighth seed would play the nine seed. Oh, and whoever wins those two games get into those last two playoff spots. Are all these games happening tomorrow? All these scenario games? These eight- yeah. Yep. Okay, so tomorrow's going to be a crazy day. Yep. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch. I'm excited. It should be. What, what are the East matchups? For, for, so the East, the East is set in stone. So I know it's it's Milwaukee against uh, – is it Milwaukee it's against – Milwaukee, Canada? Orlando, Toronto versus Brooklyn. Um, right now it's Celtics, uh, Celtics Sixers, mm, and em. Heat Pacers. Right. Oh. So the East is pretty so set. that's all set in stone. No, that's that's set. That that yeah. doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I know the Celtics are resting 
everybody against because they're playing mm-hmm. the Wizards tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not arresting everybody I know. Everyone who wouldn't, you know, the whole world were mm-hmm. the whole East is resting. And the Nets are the Nets are playing their their starters tomorrow, or at least some minutes. Uh, they're playing their starters against um, against Portland, probably to just get them in a little bit of a little bit of a rhythm. You know, mm-hmm. just get them get them going because uh, they didn't play last game. So get a, it, it's an interesting strategy for these eight, uh, for these, these Eastern teams to see like where, you know, certain guys are maybe vying for a last rotation spot. Um, but uh, yeah, the East is set and we can preview that. We'll preview that next week. We'll preview Eastern and conference. Playoff Eastern. basketball, dude. It's right around the corner and I can't wait for it. man. It is. It's literally, it's literally right around if the these corner. These seeding games were that, were, were this crazy? Like I can only imagine how crazy mm-hmm. these playoff games are going to be. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm so excited, and I'm, I'll, I'll, honestly, it's shocking. I mean, how crazy these games have been, mm-hmm. uh, how crazy close these games have been, especially, I know I, I talked about the Mavericks before. I think most of their, their like, past two or three games, you know, they've it's gone down on the wire the past few minutes, and it's just, you know, between them doing that and the Suns going 7-0 mm-hmm. and, and, and the Defense has been well. really bad in the bubble. And like, it's been non-existent. I, I don't know if it's dudes taking off, like, and just, like, you know – Playing well, one, I, one end of the ball, I, that's which would ball, be under, which would be understandable, right? That's like gym I, ball. I, yeah, I, like if that's if that's what they're doing, like that's fine. I can't I can't knock them for for not playing defense, not putting the extra effort in, like it, especially when your team clinches and stuff like that. But yeah, it it's just uh, it's just been really fun basketball. Uh, right, so yeah, next. we'll see if uh, the if uh, it gets any different in the playoffs. So we got the NBA lays out a plan for visitors, right? So let me tell you who's allowed. Okay. You are allowed to bring family, obvious, and quote, established long-standing personal friends. Oh, so they don't want any uh any uh <laughs> yes, not allowed or quote any individual the player has not previously met in person or with whom the oh, player had, had limited inter- in-person interaction. So you can bring your family and your buddies. You can't bring Debbie that you just met on Instagram. Well, Debbie that slid in the DM. Nah, well, De- Debbie that slid in or Debbie that got her DM slid in on. Yeah. Right? So – you know, it, it, it happened. Like uh, it happens. So the NBA is like, yo, don't bring your Instagram um, people in here, have a yeah, long standing relationship with them. Bring your ex in here. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it, it is pretty funny. There's uh, um, they can't bring um, trainers, agents, personal chefs, or like people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a loophole. Probably, I mean, when I read this at first, I thought, all right, LeBron's going to bring Rich Paul in here because he's an established, long, long-standing uh, personal friend. But he's also his agent, so he's not going to yeah. bring him in here, you know. So yeah. he's other teams' players' agent, so it's a, probably a conflict of interest. But uh, not allowed any individual. The way it's worded is 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 phenomenal. Who, who would you qualify as any individual the player has not previously met in person or whom the player has had limited in-person interaction? So that's booty like – calls. Yeah, booty calls, limited in-person interaction. It's booty calls. It's Instagram DMs. It's someone that you just 
listen, I think they're just doing it straightly for hookups because they know they know right. the boys the right. boys got to get theirs. Right. Um, which I get, but I, you know, I get why the boys want to bring their hookups in there. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you want to preserve the bubble and you want to preserve the season. So, so how many? How many celebrities do we see in the bubble? Like, how many people are texting LeBron and being like, "Yo," or maybe not yeah, even yeah. LeBron. Maybe they're texting like. Maybe they're texting Kuzma, and Kuzma's like, "Oh my god!" And Kuzma's like, "Cause Kuzma, Kuzma probably has like interactions with these people because he's in LA and he's he's Kyle Kuzma, right? Like he's like he's out. Like I feel like he's known, right? Yeah. How many people are texting Kyle Kuzma, being like, "Yo, let me get in this bubble. I want to go see some courtside." Everybody, basketball. dude. Everybody you think a, you think you think there are some like fringe Kuzma's celebrities that up. are like? I think Caruso's got to be getting hit up. Like everybody on all these teams is getting hit up whether you're a star whether you're a bench player because it's, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter they don't specify if you're a bench player even if you're a two, you know you're a two-way and you're just sitting on the bench the whole yeah. time not even suited up mm-hmm. you know like taco fall could bring in his boy or his girl that just means absolutely nothing to anybody just because right. he wants to so who knows mm-hmm. um but it, it's good for the players i know Jalen brown was talking about mental health um mm-hmm. he was saying how it's, it's tough you know, not being able to get away from the game of basketball. Sure. Used to get, you know, everyone's used to go home and get away from the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's also the beauty of the bubble is you can't get away from basketball. And you know, that's what I'll, that's what you're focusing on. You're there to play basketball and mm-hmm. everyone's in that mindset. Um, so, I mean, I get it why the NBA is doing it to kind of help the players out a little bit. But at the same time, let's just get this stuff over with. Let's get the champ. Let's get the playoffs, get the championship done. Let everyone go home, have their fun. You know? mm-hmm. I agree. No Instagram thoughts. No Instagram. No Instagram <laughs> thoughts. No, no Instagram. That's all right. <laughs> all right, you can talk about this next one because I I have nothing. To say. I was gonna I was gonna let you I was gonna let you lead the conversation, but that's fine. So the next the next point of uh, business we have here is uh, a Shams uh, athletic report, basically laying out the structure in which the Nets are going to. Um, find their next head coaching candidate right uh and some of the names that were listed in there were Jacques Vaughn who is the current assistant under Kenny Atkinson he's done in my opinion he's done a great job right he's done more than just coach the basketball team he's made sure to have all his players like registered to vote he's teaching them about like social issues he's using the bubble for more than just uh bless you Jesus (laughs) <laughs> he's using the bubble for more than just i'm gonna ignore that you said that for more than just <laughs> basketball um also on the list is jason kidd former nets coach and lakers assistant Ime Yudoka, who's a 76ers assistant formerly of the um, san antonio spurs i believe and jeff van gundy who i just have espn <laughs> um on there but he used to he used, to coach, he used to coach the uh, the knicks and the rockets um do you have any do you have any thoughts on the on the on the names listed here my my whole my whole thing with the nets um they should never let kenny atkinson go in the first place uh if you're going my opinion See, that's where outside, that's that's where you and i that's where you and i disagree right but i'll let you keep going i'll let you keep going okay so kenny atkinson did a great job developed young players um made a lot of, you know made brooklyn what it is today with Kyrie, tyree and whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you see what he did with Elo, uh, with they had Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris. Uh, you know, they've obviously drafted really well, bouncing back 
if they're going to go, I don't think they should go outside higher. Um, I think they should stick with their interim Jacques Vaughn. Um, you know, he's obviously had a relationship with these players prior to this season. He's continuing it with it. He knows, uh, you know, what these players can do, their strengths, their weaknesses. He's had, he's had time to grow. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's smart for the Nets to kind of go outside the box. I mean, they're trying to – they've been homegrown talent for, what, the past five, six, ten years. There's never been a huge marketplace. It's always been the Knicks. Um, why not just? But it's still it's still New York. Exactly. But why not just keep the kid? Why not just keep the kid in town? That's that's the only way I feel about. It. I think they should keep who they have now. Um, you know, Jason Kidd was in Milwaukee. He did whatever. Um, Ty Lue obviously has a good track record. JVG mm-hmm. hasn't coached in a, in a while. He's just kind of been an analyst. I don't know. I think you should just keep Jock. What's the big deal? I mean, to be honest with you. I could care less. I don't think it's really going to make a difference because Kyrie and KD are going to lead the team anyway. They're going to right. be the leaders on the court, off the court. Right. Um, so who cares who you bring in? But why not just keep who you have now? Because obviously and something's I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that, that it's K, uh, Kyrie. <laughs> KD and Kyrie kind of uh, leading the – leading, you know, going to help leading the search. And when Sean Marks was asked it earlier when he fired Kenny Atkinson and they started talking about um, – you know, incumbents, you know, if they're going to start looking. Um, he said that each player is going to have an equal say in who the, the coach is, right? And that's just not true, right? Yeah. Obviously, obviously the opinion of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan, right? Whether he deserves the same weight or not, he's going to get the same weight. Yeah. Um, just because they pay him like – they pay him like he uh, – like he has to, has to say, and he, he does have to say, you know, that's probably one of the reasons Kenny Atkinson got fired because DeAndre Jordan didn't like sitting on the bench, right. Uh, in favor of Jared Allen. And that's okay. But um, I, I agree with you, Nick. I think, I think it should be Jacques Vaughn. Um, Jacques Vaughn, like I said, has, has made the bubble focus on more than just basketball. And to me, that should Kyrie should be like, like thumbs up, right? That's phenomenal. Like Kyrie didn't want to have the bubble because there were more important social issues going on. And while I don't disagree with him, um, you know, if if that's what you want your coach to be like more of a teacher figure outside of basketball, Jacques Vaughn has proved that he just did that, right? Jacques Vaughn mm-hmm. has proven that he's doing it. And that's not to say Emi Udoka, Jason Kidd, Ty Lude, JVG can't do it. But Jacques Vaughn is doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I see. And at, and at this point, we've talked about how this bubble is a huge bonding uh, mm-hmm. experience for the team. Um, it's just straight basketball, boys on boys, mm-hmm. everyone hanging out together all day, every day, getting food together, breakfast, lunch, dinner, practice, training, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's so heavily involved, his hands deep in all this stuff. Yeah. You know, taking him out of the locker room, can only, who knows, maybe it's going to hurt even more. Um, and, you know, you bring in somebody from outside, you know, Jake Kidd, Tyler, JVG, and who knows mm-hmm. how that's going to impact the team. Are they, are they even going to be able to be the leader? Right. I think, I think it's tight. Ty- like if I, if I were to power rank them right now, yeah. and this is like who I think is going to get this job, I think it's Ty Lue number one, right? Yeah. Because Ty Lue has that championship pedigree. He's got the history with um, – with uh with Kyrie from Cleveland um 
followed by followed by Jacques Vaughn. You can't look at what Jacques Vaughn did and has done and be like this dude deserves the job, right? He obviously deserves a job, deserves a job, right? I think after that is Ime Udoka. I don't know much about Ime Udoka. I know that he used to be on the Spurs staff with Popovich, uh, and now he's on, you know, um, Brett Brown's staff with the 76ers. Uh, he comes up in a lot of coaching searches, um, probably just because he's that Spurs tree, you know, and a lot of coaches around the league are, you know, also from that Spurs tree. You look at Budenholzer uh, being, the, being the main one there. Um, I think I – mean, if, if, if you want to talk about 76 – I mean, okay, so you think he's the 76 assistant. I think the Sixers is – I don't think uh, they make any noise in the playoffs, and I think Brett Brown's gone after this year. Right, and, and, and if, you want Ime Udoka, if you want Ime Udoka as, as a coach, you can probably bring him on as an assistant. If Brett Brown gets fired, they're going to can that yeah. higher half and, and, and start from new. So if you want Ime Udoka on your staff, you can take the risk and just wait and hope he comes on as an assistant. But he's got ties to San Antonio, so does Sean Marks. That's where I was going with that one. I think Jason Kidd is probably not last, second to last. I think Jeff Van Gundy's last. I think Jeff Van Gundy um, is brought into these interviews. And I think a lot of these um, they're brought into interviews from like sports uh, analyst like backgrounds. Because I, I feel like they want to see the interviewee, in this case, Sean Marks and the Nets, wants to see, like, what they see as an analyst. Maybe it's different than what a coach sees, but Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff Van Jeff, name Jeff, Jeff name Van Gundy, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, um, you know, has been coaching for a while. So I think he has a, he has a definite pedigree as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I honestly, I don't think the head coach really is going to do too much next year. Um, with the team already established with the leaders like KD and Kyrie and John mm-hmm. Jordan. And I don't think it's going to mean too much, but if it means something, then you should keep it out. Yeah. In a perfect world, they bring on, they bring on Ty Lu and have Jock Vaughn as an assistant, but we don't live in a perfect world. And that's probably not going to happen because Jock Vaughn has probably proved that he deserves a job in a, you know, 10 game sample that he deserves some consideration for a head coaching job. Um, at least, at least that's my opinion. Uh, moving on to some more coaching news, we have the Pacers. Nate McMillan contract extendo. He's done a good job in Portland. Listen, well, not in Portland, in Indiana. Indiana. What did I say, Portland? He was in he Portland. Portland. He used to coach Portland. That's where I got he, that. He from. did, and uh, you know, Indiana in general um, is it, they've been impressive this uh, this public season. Um, the Pacers for me have always been that fringe team, which you're always like, oh, you know, they could make some noise, and then they don't, and then it's like, uh, 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 uh. Pacers have always been that team when they have Paul George. Um, to me, I don't think it's huge news. Uh, I, listen, the Pacers are the Pacers to me. Um, we talked about how strong the, the West is compared to the East, and the Pacers uh-huh. are that middle pack of that. He's a good coach. Team. I mean, he's coaching. He's coaching scraps into, yeah. into legitimate. You know, into a legitimate contender. Yeah. I don't think Indiana is ever going to get a star, right? But if they continue to draft well, at least Nate McMillan can coach and develop, right? Correct, correct. Absolutely. He correct. brought – Oladipo has always been a decent scorer, but he kind of made Oladipo the focal point and kind of, like, unleashed him and made his game, you know, three – he made him more of a three-level scorer as opposed Absolutely. to just, you know, get your t- – like, get your – 15 16 points or something like that um yeah brad stevens 
Extendo. I love good coach. that man. Dude. Since coming over, I, since coming over from Butler, dude, he's been he's been a solid coach, and it's a, it's his, always a fun. His win percentage is like it, it's over fifty percent. I think it's close to sixty percent. Mm. Um, he's got over three hundred wins. I think it's around three twenty, three maybe three thirty. He's only close to three four years, five years. Um, he's a great coach. One of the brightest basketball minds that we have. Right. Um, I see him as the Celtics long term head coach. I don't think he leaves that team in the next 20, 30, 40 years. Um, he's a you know, it's guy. always, it's always a, he knows how to drop schemes. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's hard for me to, to say anything bad about Brad Stevens. He always says the right things at the right time. He draws off the right plays, off the inbounds. Uh, he's obviously developed these players. I mean, obviously, he, he came in and it wasn't really much for the Celtics, but he had a lot coming in to him with, with, with all the picks that were coming in with the, mm-hmm. he signed as a head coach. Um, but the development, I think my whole thing with him is, is the development of Marcus Smart. Um, you know, coming out of college, he was really not – he wasn't really – he wasn't a shooter. He was just kind of a playmaker with a hot head. Um, but now you see Marcus Smart. Now he makes the shots. He plays hard for defense. Uh, he's a team player. I can't say enough about Brad Stevens. I think he's going to be – better than Doc Rivers was in, in Boston. Uh, he's going to reach Red Allback numbers. Uh, it, it's just, I, I couldn't be more happy. And it's, 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 it's been a long time coming for Brad. I hope he never leaves. I don't think he's ever going to leave. Uh, I love that guy. I do. I just love him so much. Um, he's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, I couldn't be any, I couldn't be any more happy. They didn't say how long it's going to be extendo for. Um, I, I'm hoping it's a lifetime extension where he doesn't leave ever. Uh, but that's it. It's just a quick Brad Stevens. I love you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere, right? Because the Celtics, obviously, the future the future is bright. Like you have Kemba. I mean, the future is bright, and the future is now. You have Kemba Walker for five years, right? And you hope he's what 30, 29, something like that. And you hope his knee holds something up. Something like that. You hope his knee holds up. If it doesn't, you hope every yeah. If it doesn't, oh well. You know, like you paid the money, you had to pay the money. It's 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 fine, right? And I, I trust the Celtics to, to, to get the most out of him, even if he isn't 100%. But I think he'll yeah. get back to near 100%. Um, but you also have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And assuming those two guys stay, Brad Stevens has nowhere to go. There's no job it, that's going to be, like, top contender in the NBA. And there's always the rumor, like, oh, if, you know, Coach K leaves, they're going to offer him, like, the lifetime deal over there. But, like, I don't think, I don't think it's natural for a coach to go from – um, from college success at Butler to NBA success with the Celtics and then back down to college. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So usually when I see that, I just kind of, I just kind of, so I don't think he's going, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Like you said, the future is bright futures now. Um, we talk about the Celtics, uh, uh, their, their depth, and, you know, Rob Williams, the third is true shooting percentage. This bubble is like 84%. Yeah, because um, he doesn't take shots. He just dunks. Listen, that's the same that's, thing with that's the same thing with Mitchell Robinson. Like that's Mitchell Robinson, Simmons, too, man. That's, that's all Ben Simmons does. That's fine. Exactly. I'm, I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying I mean, it's a problem. I'm just listen, saying. That, that, that's the thing. When 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 Clint Capella was on the block, they're always talking about the Celtics trading for Clint Capella and how he would make an impact. But well, you, the, you, the, the team the team sees Rob Williams the third as a, a Clint Capella like player. Mm-hmm. I mean, tall, well, yeah, lanky, you know, grabbing about. He's gonna run. He's gonna rim run, and he's gonna That's dunk, it. and he's gonna catch lobs. You don't need him That's to do it. anything That's else. That's all you need. Um, you know, I I love him. You know, the, behind him with Taco Fall, with Carson Edwards, with Tremont Waterovich. 
the Tremont Water, the G League MVP. I mean, all this. The Celtics. Did, listen, they draft right. Um, Ainge is a great GM. Mm-hmm. They have a great head coach. They're great from the top down. Uh, they know what they're doing. You know, win or not, they know what they're doing. I'm never worried. Uh, so this is just a continuing success of this ball club, and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the future's bright. The future's now. You got the green. You got the green Celtics hat on. You're 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 prepped for it. Um, Let's go! Let's you break go! That, you can you can break that Isaiah Thomas jersey out of the closet if you want to. Oh no, I have it. I'll break the Nate Rob. The Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. All right. Oh, excuse me. I got I got the wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got the wrong five foot six point they're, they're guard. The, they both wore number four too. <laughs> Gang. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, a lot of coaching news. We got uh, Alvin Gentry in hot water. I don't know if this has been. I feel like this has been like speculated, but nothing's been like concrete. Nobody's come out and said like, "Hey, we're gonna fire." You know. Alvin Gentry, but I, after all the hype in the bubble, right? Well, let me, let me break this. Let me, let me break it down like this. Okay. Alvin Gentry was hired before the current um, leadership of David Griffin and Trajan Langdon, right? David Griffin came from Cleveland, I believe. And Trajan yeah. Langdon, um, who is aptly nicknamed the Alaska <laughs> Corona? Jesus, Jesus Christ! Okay, it's listen, good. Out allergies, of your system now. <laughs> allergies down here in the basement. Uh, yeah. So, David Griffin, the Pelicans, C, uh, the, the Pelicans president, CEO. I don't know what his official terminology is. Trajan Langdon, the GM, formerly of the Nets, nicknamed the Alaskan Assassin. Um, that's a great. That's a great nickname, isn't it? Oh. He went to Duke, you know. Um, so, so I think, um, so I think, Alvin, like coaches who don't have success. <laughs> I didn't get out, I didn't get out of my I'm, system. Now I did. I'm trying to make a point here, and you keep sneezing. I can't help it, dude. <laughs> it's it's okay. Coaches with uh, coaches with limited success, new regimes usually don't last long, right? Um, I feel like it happens mostly in the NFL where like a head coach is there and a new GM comes in and they're like, Oh, we like the system that he put in. We're going to let him ride it out. And then they go four and 12 and they fire him anyways. That's, that's kind of what happened with the Pelicans. Right. Um, so I think the Pelicans are going to fire David Griffin, not David Griffin, Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry. I think you have a phenomenal team around them, right? You have, probably one of the brightest futures in the league and you gave them a glimpse of what you can do and Alvin Gentry was just kind of like yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to do here so yeah, I think uh, they look for, they for new opportunities here mm-hmm. but I mean that's a I mean a starting five a potential starting five right of Lonzo Ball who still needs to be developed, right? He's, he's, he shows his flashes, and he's obviously one of the better defensive point guards in the league um, already. You can't really teach that, but you can help it. But he needs, to get a, he needs to get a more consistent shot. He's already a good passer, but that still needs to be a little bit developed, finding lanes for him to actually pass it to or developing lanes, stuff like that. But they also have Drew Holiday. They have Brandon Ingram. They have Zion, and they have Jackson Hayes. That's five dudes right there. And they have J.J. Reddick, six man, right off the bench. They have six dudes right there. To me, that's, that's one of the best starting sixes in the league, right? All of those dudes still probably need to be developed, though. And this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring the Kenny Atkinson bell, 
right? Uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the, do you not think, okay. So Kenny well, we, Atkinson. We talked about Kenny Atkinson in, in development. Right. I mean, that's right. And what, what is, what is better to develop than, all right. So you take a, you take a, you take a center. Hayes, Kenny Atkinson helped develop Jared Allen, right? You take a point okay. guard from, you know, the Lakers who got traded to another team, cough, cough, Brooklyn, cough, cough, <laughs> and made him an all-star and got him a max deal. Why not bring that in for Lonzo, right? Why not? I mean, listen, a, you have a proven head coach. In to Trajan Langdon, who was the assistant GM at the Nets, the connection is right there. I don't see why – to me, it's easy, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a win-win. We talk about development. We, you've mentioned about the links between, you know, uh, centers and, and, and the point guard play. I mean, uh-huh. it, it was disappointing, I think, this bubble season for the Pelicans because they put Zion on such a heavy restriction, uh, such a heavy minutes uh-huh. restriction. And we saw it uh, in, the, in the Memphis Grizzlies game. Um, I've seen it in the last two games where he's just looked gassed. He, hasn't, he isn't physically ready for basketball. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't really blame that on Gentry, but you can blame. Uh, it's tough to put a lot of blame on him, but like you said, when the new G, when you get a new GM and a new, you know, a whole new group come in and they don't have their guy, then guess what? You're at, if you can't prove it in that one year, then you're out of here. We need to get our guy in there because clearly you're not doing what we want you to do, and let's get our other guy in there. Gentry's mm-hmm. the coach, but I don't know. I think the I think he's I think he's stale, right? Like I think yeah. You know, he's kind of – I think he's kind of run his course there. You have new faces. You have an entire new – why not do a complete new rebranding? Get a coach that has had success in the NBA, right? And if you want to pick from, you know, Jacques Vaughn, Jason Kidd, Ime Udoka, Ty Lu, Jeff Van Gundy, like that's a pretty solid list too. But I don't know if – I don't know if Ty Lu leaves the Clippers for a, uh, for a reclaiming project. Um, I don't know if Jason Kidd does the same thing. Although Jason Kidd has been in every single interview or has had an interview with every – team looking for a coaching role so like we'll we'll see where that goes but i i think kenny atkinson should be near the top of their consideration list that's just my that's just my opinion no no 100 percent um he absolutely should he's a great coach he's a great coach great guy he knows what Mm -hmm. he's doing with with the team he knows how to build chemistry he knows how to develop players uh i mean he's got a good track record why not give him a shot i mean you bring him in for an interview maybe he does what they want him to do and who knows what David Griffin wants out of a coach? Yeah. Um, but you want development, you want chemistry, especially in a young team like that. But you want to be able to play. You know, you have a young Bi, you have a young Lonzo, young uh, a young Zion. And, there and needs to be. A, there's a lot of development that needs to that needs to happen. I I just think Kenny Atkinson has the the proven record of of development around the league, right? And I and I've I've been a I've been a Kenny Atkinson like skeptic from like the X's and O's perspective, like but but. Team, team built or not team building, getting guys like to be their best selves. That's that's something that he's really good at. So if he can come on and be an assistant, or if he can come on and be the head coach, like that's that's a win. Uh, the last thing I have here is kind of a joke, right? <laughs> so Kyle Kuzma said after he hit his game-winning shot against with with Bull Bull right in his right in his face, all seven foot two of Bull Bull, right. Oh, he listen. He had some. He had a space. It was a great pick. It was a oh, great had, play. Oh, yeah. It 
it was a great play drawn up by by uh, by, by Frank Vogel. Vogel. Yeah, it was. It was a great play. They had they used LeBron James as a decoy. They had Kuz open for a wide open three. Listen, I give the guy. Go ahead, go ahead. Talk about Jesus because. I, so Kyle Kuzma after the game. No, I agree with you. It was a phenomenal. It was a phenomenally drawn up play. It was a great shot. It's one of the tougher shots for him to make because you got to catch it and turn and shoot. And Kuzma's a good shooter, right? Kuzma will get hot. Kuzma will get cold. Like that's just that's just the kind of player he is, and that's understandable. Um. But for them to drop the play like Kuzma, phenomenal. Good for good for development too, and obviously good for his confidence because Kyle Kuzma after the game said, "It doesn't matter who's in front of him. Jesus could be in front of him, and he'd take the shot." Right. So I googled how tall is Jesus because I was oh, curious. because I was curious, right? <laughs> how tall is Jesus? Six five. So according to um livescience.com uh and a researcher named hold on i had her name joanne taylor joan j-o-a-n joan joanne 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 taylor speculates that jesus was five foot five inches oh what or the average height seen in skeletal remains from males there at the time. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then, so, listen. If he's 5'5", five, five, I mean, who's – I'm taking that shot. Kyle five, Kuzma, five. for reference, is – 6'7"? Six, six foot eight, right? Gosh. Six foot eight. So, he's a foot and three inches taller than Jesus. So, he's probably okay. looking over him. He doesn't even see Jesus, Right. Kyle Kuzma saying he'd take that shot in front of Jesus is, is not impressive to me. It's listen, and, and I think he went on record. I think Kuzma went on record saying, I don't know how you feel about this, is he'd be in the starting lineup for most of, if not all the other teams in the NBA. Um, listen, I don't think Kuz is that good. Uh, he's streaky, he's not dependable. Um, I wouldn't have him in my starting lineup. Well, let me tell you, well, well, to that point, 25 uh, uh, on the eighth of um on the 8th of uh, August against the Pacers, 25 minutes, 11 points, 3 of 14, 1 of 5 from 3, 5 rebounds, 2 steals. Three <laughs> against the Nuggets, 33 minutes, 25 points, 11 of 16 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Good. But those are those are bench numbers. Those are those. Th- that's a six-man number you want to bring off the bench that'll maybe – I guess. Maybe, that'll, that'll get you a little hot. I don't I guess. trust in him as a starting player. I wouldn't put him in my starting lineup unless I'm on a development team like the Suns. Yeah, he's, or, I mean, he's, maybe... a poor, he's, a, he's a poor defender. He's a streaky shooter. Um, I, I don't know if he's I, – I would probably put him in my starting lineup because you can never have too many scorers, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Especially I, I, power forward. I feel like that's his scoring advantage. His quickness is probably an advantage against most traditional uh, power forwards in the league. Looking at dudes like, you know, more traditional type of Millsap. I just right? haven't seen enough from him. That's my thing is I just haven't seen enough from him. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ride Kuzma as the, as, as like a Lakers stand would. I'm not gonna say he's, you know, phenomenal, this, that, and the other thing. I think he has, I think, he has various opinions around the league. 
about what his talent level is. And there's no doubt he's a scorer. There's no doubt about that, right? He's streaky, yeah. but he's a scorer. Um, what a team values in that is a little different. But I remember at the trade deadline when the Lakers were looking for, uh, you know, a point guard, um, Kuzma was the guy. And you saw on like, at least on Twitter, and I know NBA Twitter isn't the place to go for, for like anything, but he, there were tweets like, Kuzma isn't going to get like Kuzma's going to get us Drew Holiday. Like Kuzma's going to be the piece in a Drew Holiday trade. Like no, he's not. Kuzma's going to be the piece in a in a in a Spencer Dinwiddie trade. Like no, he's not. Like uh-huh. he's not the he's not going to be the main piece in any trade. Um, Listen, there's going to be picks involved. Kuzma, too, go ahead and take the shot over Jesus. All five five of them. Make it in. Let's see yeah. if you make it in. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I would, I would probably take Kuzma over Jesus. Um, all right, so that's, that's all the news that we had here. A lot, of, a lot of coaching news, as we expect to see right before the end of the season. Um, next week, we'll get into playoffs. But before we do, last section we got going on here, Nick, is, is our tried and true. Sporkle, sporkle, sporkle. Uh, section. Yep, brought to you by, but not sponsored by, Sporkle. Um, so today we have, let me share the screen here with you. Bless you. Host oh disabled attendee screen sharing. Are you the host? Can you, uh, am I the host? Uh, am I the host? I, I don't know. I think I am here. Let me make you the host because you probably have it up already. I, I do have it up already, but I don't know how to, I don't know. Oh, I am the host now. I am, I am the captain now. You are uh, the captain. Uh, let's see what I can do here. Share screen. Share screen. Yeah, I'm the host. I can do what I want. Yeah, now share I that sparkle. Now I do what sparkle, I want. Sparkle, 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 now sparkle, I do what sparkle. I want. Okay, sparkle, sparkle. so we have today for you, we have, can you name the top five leaders in three-point field goals made for each NBA team? 15 minutes. We have that 15. is 115 okay. from 2010s. Yeah, I tried to oh. find one that gave us enough time to actually, uh, you know, do this. So uh, oh, let's, let's rock. We got 15 minutes. Top five three-point field goal made leaders from each team. Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. And I feel like this one is kind of obvious. Yeah, Kyle Korver. Uh, I feel Teague. like Jeff Teague is in there. Um, I feel like Al Josh Horford? Smith. Oh, no, we got J.R. Smith. Al Horford. Nope. Al Horford is not in there. Uh, Joe Johnson? Was Joe Johnson on that team? Yeah, Joe Johnson's probably up there. You got one for the Nets there, too. Um Paul Millsap? I don't know if he was making threes when he was really uh, – I got Patty Mills somewhere. Meal. Patty Mills. No, okay. So, no Millsap. So, we got 453 and 332. Who else on that team, Jeff? You put a uh, – put a, 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 a Lou Will. No, he was not – Lou Will wasn't on the Hawks. Yeah, he was. Was he? He was. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Not on there. All right, let's move on to the Celtics because I, okay. I you, well, you should gotta, be able to sweep this. It's got to – no, Ray Allen wasn't on that team. Uh, I should be able to sweep it. So you can put Paul Pierce on there. Oh, I before E except after C. It would help if I – yeah, I know. It would help if I spelled his name right. Paul Pierce. Ray Allen is probably on there. Uh, yeah. He's on the bottom there. Was Garnett draining threes at a – no. Um, Could you put uh, – I, I no, maybe not Thomas. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Eddie House, 
in all caps. No. (laughs) Four forty-seven. That's a lot of threes. Who's trying threes? You think Marcus Smart is up there? Hey, look at that. Yeah, Marcus Smart, the the volume shooter that he is. Five hundred and twenty threes. That's a lot of threes. That's a lot of threes. Um, All right, run down your Brooklyn. You don't know. Oh, okay. Joe Johnson, Darren Williams. We got D'Angelo Russell. Uh, we got Joe Harris and probably Bogdanovich. Wow, Bog- good luck. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Hey! Oh, like bogey. Clean sweep. Uh, Charlotte. Um, Cardiac? Yeah, Kemba. Uh, I got to put Walker. He's not Giannis. Uh, Nick Batum. Hey. Wow, Nick um, Batum. We got Marvin Williams on there. Uh, I don't God, know. There's, there's nobody else on there. I don't, I don't know. There's 2009, Gerald Henderson. Damn it. DJ Augustine. <laughs> Augustine. You might – no, not DJ Augustine. Uh, okay, so on to the on to the Bulls. We got probably Derek Rose on there. Big I think James we got uh, Ben Gordon. Oh no, we got Eric Gordon all over there. Um, you Butler, think Butler? Levine. Yeah, Butler Levine. Zach Levine's on there for the T Wolves. Um, Who else is making threes for the Chicago Bulls? Oh my God, I can't spell. Okay, um, Julius for- Randall. No, no, they don't have Randall. They had a, a they had a, a the other one. Oh, Nick ah, Miritich. Nick Miritich. Like Nick Miritich. Like I'm built for this. Um, you you got to put Greg Monroe. He's all Sporkle team. Monroe. No, oh, not not draining threes. I tried to find one that's. I tried to find one that wouldn't have Greg Monroe. <laughs> Greg Monroe, old Sporkle uh, team. Uh, probably Kirk Heinrich, but I don't know how to spell his name. Wow. Good. Hein, Rick, I don't know, and then three eighteen, I don't know that one either. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, uh, J.R. Smith, um, Irving, Kevin Love, Irving, Love, uh, missing a fifth one there from two thousand nine to Delonte West. No, Delonte um, West. Oh, uh, all right, God. Dallas Mavericks. Can I just type in Dirk? Please give me Dirk. Damn it. No, it's. Um, six sixteen. That's a lot of threes. I'm gonna That's get one for the threes. magic real quick. Turk Hedo. I don't know how to spell his name. Uh, Hedo. No. Karan Butler maybe. Nope. I would have got Karan Butler when I typed in Jimmy Butler. Who else? Correa. Just over. Uh, Vince Carter. Do you think he made that many? No, he's okay. down there for the Grizzlies. Man, he's though. for Grizzlies. Yay. Um. Wow. Um. I, Hito Turkoglu was definitely on there. I just don't know how to spell his name. He's probably on there for the Magic. Actually, I don't know. Two thousand. Yeah, he was there in like twenty thirteen. Um, who was on that team? Jason Terry. Who was on that team that upset LeBron? It was Sean Marion. Uh, I don't. Karam Butler. Yeah, I typed in Karam uh, Butler. I would have got Butler with Jimmy though. You got kid Jason Kidd. I don't think he's making. Oh, I oh, apologize. He's making something. All right, Denver uh, I don't know who that second uh, one is. You think Jokic is on there? Nope. Uh, Gary Harris is, so probably Will Barton is too. Uh, Mello. 
Carmelo. No, he's over there with the Knicks, but not the Nuggets. Okay. AI. Iverson. I don't think he's making that many threes, though. JR. Um, JR. Uh, JR Smith is already on there. Um, what? The Denver Nuggets. Chauncey? Uh, not 2010. All right. Pistons. We're just going to go Blake Griffin. Not Blake. Not Blake Griffin. Okay, that's cool. Um, Detroit I, Pistons. I, mm, I I don't know anybody on that basketball team. Yeah, that's that's tough. Reggie Bullock, uh, Ish Smith. Oh my oh. lord. Uh, 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 Reggie Jackson. Okay. 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 Uh, uh. Can we get Luke Kennard on there? Nope. That's uh, a shame. Blake Griffin isn't on that list, which is shocking to me. But yeah, I couldn't tell you anybody else. On that uh, yeah, I don't know. all right. Warriors. Threes. Uh, Curry, Thompson, uh, Hollis Thompson down there for the 76ers. Wow. Okay. Um, Clay Thompson, forty-five. Draymond Green, Durant. Uh, three hundred thirty-five. You already put Russell Monte Ellis. Okay, good shout. Oh, put a uh 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 who's on the uh who's on the Kings now? Uh, Harrison Barnes. Matt okay. Barnes down there. Okay. Uh, Getting some names. David Lee. David Lee. Oh, uh, David Lee. The other one. I don't think he's making uh. three. <laughs> good shout though. Houston Rockets. Probably it, it's Harden. And then maybe Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul's on the, the Clippers, though. So Harden, Eric Gordon, we got um, 876. Who's been on that team for for a while to get 876 for the Rockets? Who else is getting buckets on the Warriors? Yeah, 335 is a lot of threes. All right, Houston Rockets, who we going with? James, you got to put Chris Paul on there too, maybe? Yeah, I did, but uh, we got him for the Clippers, not the not there, so a little tough. 876 threes. Not Oladipo, wow, okay. Uh, no. This is, yeah, this I don't is, know. I don't know is... anybody on the Rockets. I don't know anybody on the Pacers either that could that, that could have this. Put Rivers. Is Austin Rivers on here? Down he's there. there. The he's down there on the Clippers. Who are we missing there for the Clippers then? Six sixty-two. JJ Redick. Not Lou Will. How is Lou Will not on there? Jamal. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Lakers probably Bryant. Uh... Where put Russell on there? Could you not Lonzo? Bi no. Uh, so. no. We already tried Julius Randle. Have you tried? Who's the other one? Jabari Parker? No, he was no. not the Lakers, but the. Yeah. All right. Grizzlies. We got Vince Carter. We got Mark Gasol. We probably have Conley. If I can spell his name right. Ever. Conley. Mike Miller. Darius Miller. Darius. Okay, uh, 332 threes. Who's pulling up threes in friggin' in Memphis? 217. Zebo? 
Who's pulling up threes? I have no idea. Miami. So we got LeBron. We got probably got Wade. No, we don't have Dwayne Wade. Okay, I guess I'll just die. Yeah, Chris um, Bosh. No. I don't. Put, what about uh, Mario Chalmers? Mario Chalmers should be nowhere near the basketball. Uh, uh, you put Mike Miller. Uh, wow, bro. Wow. Yeah, it's tough, right? All right, on to the Bucks. Um, no, not Bledsoe. This is 2009 to 2019. So, I, I don't know who's on the Bucks like, in that time. Definitely not Monte Ellis. Who's the, apparently. Ursan Ilyasova. Can you put Ilyasova on there? Hey! Hey, Ursan. I want to at least get – I want to at least you get – Lopez? E, no. No. I want to at least get one from each team, so I, I think we're I think we're on track for that at least. All right, let's do the T Wolves. We got Love, we got Levine, we probably got Wiggins, Towns, um, Towns. Uh, You've already tried Teague. Yeah. Uh, like it's a lot of threes. Two hundred thirty-eight threes. That's like one season's worth of threes. Um, yeah, I got no idea. New Orleans Pelicans, huh? Check this out. Damn it. I thought it was Kenyon Year, Kenyon Martin. Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin. Uh, before his knees fell apart. Uh, you think I, you think Danny Granger is on here? Paul George probably is for the Pacers. Uh, yeah, Danny Granger was on there. Uh, so was Paul George. Okay. All right. Just forgetting some of those I'm trying guys. To think, I'm trying to think of just stars around the league. What about, what about Westbrook? Yeah, he's down there for the Thunder. Jeremy Lamb. Yay, I got him somewhere. Jeremy Lamb. Uh, I don't know where I got him from. All right, Pelicans. Uh, so we got Eric Gordon, Darius Miller. Nothing Dude, else. Nothing what about the yet. Knicks? Uh, let's, do, let's do the Knicks real quick. Mello, JR. You think Steve Novak is in here? Yeah. Steve, Jeremy Lin. I don't think he's made that many. <laughs> um, 498. 500 threes? He's making 500 threes. A lot of threes. Not Amari. Uh, you already put Jared Shump Daddy? Nope. He wasn't really making threes back then either. I'm going to skip those two. Okay, so you got KD, Westbrook, George, Harden, Ibaka. Nope. Everybody good on that team. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where else we're going to get. Uh, we're going to get one there. Anyways, Magic. Hito Terakulu was on here, but I can't spell his name. So we're going to go Vucevic. 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 Can you Google how to spell Vucevic? Is that cheating? I think it's cheating. Vuci main. Nicola. V U C I C. V U. V U C I C. Yes. Okay, that's wrong. So, nope. Vuce, that's not how you spell Vucevic. Nope. Anyways, Phoenix Suns. You probably got Nash on. No, we don't have Nash on here. V U C E V I V U C E V I C. I see. Not Vucevic. I'll, I okay. guess I'll die. Uh, 76ers, Reddick, Hollis Thompson, 707 threes. Uh, you think Ben Gordon is on here somewhere? Nope. Uh, Thinking Bede's on there? No, not maybe two. No. no. Uh, 707 is a lot of threes. Uh, uh, I don't know. Phoenix. Phoenix on Booker. Yep. Nash isn't on here. We got a minute 47. Okay, We've so got we got three more to get one. Portland, do, do Dame. CJ, yeah. 
826? I don't know. Uh, Sacramento, IT. We could probably get Cousins in there. No, apparently not. Um, got Isaiah Thomas. Oh, geez. I think Drogic is on there somewhere. Yeah. Goron. Um, Kings, 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 Kings. Uh, we're going to have to go to those last three. We'll go to those last three, and then we'll, we'll, we've got a minute left. Uh, Parker. No. Park, Parker. No, I can't spell. Okay, Raptors. That's a lot of threes. Jason Capono. Um, <laughs> Ow. You had it under a minute. <laughs> Sorry. I was laughing at my Jason Capono joke. Uh, Barniani. <laughs> bar, bar, no, I can't spell. Uh, Jazz. Um, Mitchell. Okay, we got one at least. Wizards. Uh, Beal. Well, yeah, bang! We got one for everybody! Uh, 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 uh. Who else was on the Wizards? Uh, uh, there's, there's nobody uh, else on that. Bogdanovich was there for all right. Thirty seconds. Can we? Uh, any 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 stars you want me to just fill in here? Wade, no. Uh, Russell, no. Uh, any stars? Put LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. I, I I I couldn't tell you. All right. Avery Bradley. So we missed. Wow. Okay. You you did say that, and I ignored you. I'm sorry. Uh, so okay. we got Kent Bazemore for the Hawks, Torian Prince. I feel like I should have guessed that as a Nets fan, but that's okay. Um, for the Celtics, we just missed Bradley. I swept the Nets, so kudos. That's to okay. Me. I, like, kudos to me. I said Bradley, but we said no Char- to Bradley. Yeah, that's fine. Charlotte, we got Frank, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Kirk Heinrich. Okay, so I got Kirk Heinrich. I just couldn't spell. I forgot Luol Dang existed, but here we go. Booby Gibson. Down here, Daniel Gibson, Booby Gibson, no, yeah, Booby okay. Dixon, Booby Gibson. Uh, we miss Wes Matthews. Yeah. We also miss Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, and Jamal Murray. Wilson Chandler with five hundred and forty threes. He was there a long time. Detroit, was there. <laughs> KCP. We also miss Charlie Villanueva. You know he got his toilet stolen once. You ever see that story? Good for him. Good no? for him. Okay. They literally just stole his toilet. Nothing else. Anyways, Anthony Tolliver. So we realistically getting two out of four, five of these, I'm happy with. Uh, we miss Andre Iguodala. Uh, um, Trevor I, I, Not going to lie. I skipped Trevor. Uh, I, not Trevor. I skipped Andre Iguodala because I can't spell Iguodala. So that's fine. Uh, Houston, we missed Ariza, Pat Bev, and Chandler Parsons. Indy, we miss George Hill and C.J. Miles. C.J. Miles. Oh, uh, my The Lakers, we miss Nick, Nick Young, Young. Metal World Peace, and then we would have got KCP again. Yeah. Uh, O.J. Mayo. O.J. Mayo. That's two, that's two quizzes that O.J. Mayo has came up, and we forgot that he existed. He's got to be a Sporkle king. Add O.J. Mayo to the Sporkle, uh, first team all Sporkle, uh, with Greg Monroe and David Lee. So now we got a guard. Now we got a guard. Um, <laughs> Rudy Gay. Uh... Miami, we missed Wayne the Drain Ellington. I mean, come that on. is a nickname that I have given him when he was a member of the Nets. Oh my! Shot Richardson. I almost typed in Richardson because I thought we were gonna get Jason Richardson down here, um, down here for the Suns, but uh, apparently not. For the Bucks, we missed Chris Middleton. That's sad. That's that a, that's pretty bad. Brandon Jennings, Tony Snell, and Carlos Delfino. 
Miss Ricky, Ricky Rubio? Come on, he's not making two hundred. He's making three threes all year. It's a ten I year. Mean, it's a ten year. Uh, ten year span. So, oh. uh, so we got Ryan Anderson for the Pelicans. Drew Holiday, which we probably should have gotten. Etwan Moore probably also could have gotten that one too. Miss Tim Hardaway. Feel bad for missing Chris Ops. That's 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 an obvious one for the Knicks. I forget uh, who we, he was on. I forget he was in New York. We missed Tabo Cephalosha. Tabo. That's that's fine. I'll, I'll live with that. For the Magic, we missed Evan Fournier, Jameer Nelson, and Ryan Anderson again. So we would have got two Ryan Andersons if we if we forgot, you know, if we remember that he played basketball. Um 76 we missed Rocco. Drew Holiday and Dario Saric. And Dario, Dario Saric. Channing Fry and Jared Dudley for the Suns. I don't hate Dudley. that. Trailblazer, we miss Wes Matthews. And Alfred. And the GOAT. The GOAT, Alfred Aminu. <laughs> the Kings, we miss Buddy Heald. Yeah. Ben McElmore. Marcus Thornton, who also used to play for the Nets. Omri, uh, and Omri Caspi. Omri Caspi. Omri Caspi. Uh, and then for the Spurs, we miss Manu because I can't spell. And we miss Matt Bonner. The Red Rocket. Matt Boner. The Red Rocket. Uh, this is a PG show. Um, Raptors, we missed Terrence Ross, Patrick Patterson, DeMar DeRozan, who we probably should have got, but it's three-pointer, so I didn't think DeMar DeRozan was thinking that many threes, so that's fine. And Bargnani, who I can't spell, so that's that's okay. Uh, Jazz, we forgot that Gordon Hayward was once a Utah Jazz member. Yes. Uh, Joe Ingles, Rodney Hood, and Trey Burke. Those are some pretty bad misses there, uh, I'll admit. Otto Porter, Trevor Reza, and Martel Webster. Who? So looking at the, yeah, looking at the dudes that we missed here, I really feel I, I feel bad about missing the obvious ones like Kristaps Porzingis. Um, would have got Ryan Anderson if if we knew that the he played basketball. We would have got if we got Kent, we would have gotten two more Wesley Matthews, two more. Yeah, um, we were I am not missing. upset that we missed. I I am not upset that we missed Martel Webster. I am not upset that we missed Carlos Delfino. Correct. And I'm trying to look for more here. Uh, Even Torian Prince, Daniel Gibson. I mean, Charlie uh, Villanueva. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 bad. Um, so yeah, Frank I guess it's, I guess it's that's all the time we got here. We got a. I, I like that. I like that tab sure. you got. I like that tab you got open. How tall is Jesus? Yeah, I mean it's important information. <laughs> We we needed to know like if 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 Kuzma's you know shooting over Jesus is it that much of a threat? The answer is no, uh, unless Jesus no. can turn the, the basketball into like, I don't know wine, then it's then it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's all the time we have here. Do you have any uh, any closing thoughts, Nick? Playoffs next week, baby. Let's rock. Yeah, playoff next week. So I guess I guess I'll use this time then to to plug our own stuff here. Next week we're going to be previewing the Eastern and Western jam-packed um, playoffs. Hopefully everything is all set in stone. Nobody drops dead with an injury. Um, hopefully we have a phenomenal uh, playoffs. No doubt. On here. No doubt. Um, I think, I think we covered everything around the league. I don't, I don't think I have anything additional to add here. So please tune in next week for our, uh, for our preview. If you're listening to this on your favorite uh, podcasting app, albeit Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a five-star rate. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Give us a one-star rate. We'll read that one-star rate, and I'll do better. And guess what? what Since it's a basketball podcast, we will rebound. Yep. 
you clean up the glass, the yep. rebound. Yep, we'll clean the we'll, we'll clean the glass. <laughs> we'll clean the ga- we'll we'll clean the glass and we'll put up put up like a an ill advised like tip in where you could just you, you could probably just come down with it and like yeah. put it back up. But now we'll just jump no, try to tip it in. You know, we're yeah, stat padding. Know. We're just gonna keep you know bouncing it off. All about stat padding. Um, All about stat padding. <laughs> so yeah, give us a review. Give us a uh, give us a comment. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Let us know what you think. Uh, my Twitter is at burner of Anthony. Nick, yours is at Nick Tobias, correct? Yeah, I think so. Or it's Tobias underscore Nick. Not really too sure, to be honest with you. But Either if you way. follow Caps On Podcast, yep. or if you follow Caps On Sports on Instagram, Twitter, you'll see us. We're on there all the time. Uh, liking stuff, retweeting, chilling, making vlogs, doing what we got to do. Uh, give us a follow. Give the squad yes, a follow. Uh, let us know what you guys yep. think. Uh, we'll be back next week. With also, you know, I'll plug, I'll plug Caps On Sports right now. We got, we got some hockey stuff going on. We do. We got hockey stuff going on. We got baseball going on. Uh, obviously, we're covering our NBA stuff right here. Uh, next week, when we mm-hmm. preview the the playoffs, we'll probably get a little bit. Listen, I want to talk some. We'll talk some gambling next week too. I think it's a good time to talk some gambling. Um, yep. That's squad. all. That's squad. all. Squad up, baby. Let's rock. <laughs> all right, Nick. Until next time. Adios. Tip of the cap.